0: Today's episode of the Breaker Room Boys is brought to you by Man's Best Friend Beer Harness. We all know that dogs are man's best friend. There is truly nothing better than the companionship shared between a dude or dudette and their furry little sidekick. They love unconditionally, they brighten your mood after a shitty day at the office, and in some cases they can even be your best wingman when you're trying to meet prospective partners. The team at Man's Best Friend Beer Harnesses has created a product that somehow takes God's most perfect creature and makes them even better by turning them into roaming beer coolers. Our patent-pending harnesses come in all sizes and are equipped with, with built-in koozies that can be removed and placed in a freezer for maximum chill. The harnesses are perfect for walks, cookouts, house parties, or any other occasion you can think of. The harnesses have been tested extensively for comfort so you don't have to feel bad about turning your favorite family member into a booze hound. Use promo code GOODBOY for 15% off your first order. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Breakroom Boys. I'm Nate, and that's Lucas. Good evening. And um, well, as I always say, we got a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, we got some sports talk, believe it or not, and we've got some wacky news articles and a today I fucked up. So we're following
1: the uh, the given formula. We got we got all the stuff to talk about, and I actually I have an announcement to make, and uh, it, it's really a confession rather. Uh, I was going to tell you when I got here, but I saved it for the pod. Um, I guess about two hours ago, roughly, I uh, had a bit of a headache at home. Uh-huh. I uh, was getting ready, packing stuff up to come record, uh, and went to the bathroom to take some Advil, and I left the bathroom, uh, kept packing up, was was kind of cleaning up around the house, and then about 10 minutes later, um, I was like, oh shit, I, I don't think I took any Advil, and I realized what I had done was walk into the bathroom, open the medicine cabinet, and rather than take uh, ibuprofen, I took my sleep medication. Oh. Yeah.
0: How are you feeling?
1: Dude, I'm I'm here. We're rolling. (laughs) Um,
0: That's typically the opposite of what we try to do. We're we're usually both rolling in here with a Celsius or something. You're on sleep meds.
1: Well, I realized what I had done uh, and had a bit of panic for a minute and then just kind of calmed down. realize that my body does normally not wind down at 6 p.m. Um, I immediately cracked the Celsius that I had on hand already um, to try to combat it. And I think we're good. Um, okay. I feel fine. Uh, although I, I may not remember much of this episode and <laughs> i can't be held accountable for anything that i say on this episode uh this is like my doc Ellis lsd no hitter <laughs> game this is like i don't even know i can't even see your face dude you could be anybody over there. uh but no it's not the medicine i take it's not like ambien or anything it's not gonna i'm not gonna be like a zombie uh it's my antidepressant but it does kind of slowly put me to sleep so well if i see uh, you start to
0: bob a little bit i'll just, just smack give me you a little across the yeah table. a little smack yeah. smack
1: and we'll be good um but, no, yeah, I thought that was a, a funny thing that I can't believe I've just now done for the first time. Did you end
0: up taking the Advil, too? Yeah. I, t- okay, I took it.
1: But when, uh, like, ten <laughs> minutes later when I realized, I was like, oh, my head still kind of hurts. Did I even take Advil? I was like, oh, fuck, I know what I did. Dude,
0: there was one time, um, I, I think it was a very similar situation. I think I was just trying to take, like, ibuprofen or something, and I accidentally, this was back when I was prescribed Vyvanse. Mm. I accidentally took a Vyvanse, and I noticed it, like, Immediately. What time was it? It, it? it was like 10 p.m. No. And so I was like, there is only one option here. Yeah. I got to make myself puke that, that pill up. And I did. And I was fine. Really? I, I literally watched myself just throw stum- it up into just, the
1: toilet, and I was like, all right, we're good to go. You just self-stomach pumped. Yeah, that would have been a, a, a miserable 10 hours. That's worse than taking a sleep med. At least you can just sleep. Right, you know, like especially if we didn't have the podcast tonight, there's no option. If you I'd take go five to bed, I'd go to bed at eight p.m. and just have an amazing night of sleep. But like, yeah, <laughs> no. you take a stimulant late at night, no. that's so much worse. Um, when I flew to Atlanta uh, and drove back for about twelve hours on two hours of sleep uh, a couple weeks ago, that kind of showed me uh, that I can push my body mm-hmm. uh, probably further than I should. So I think I think we're good tonight. But yeah, funny mishap nonetheless. Uh, one that I I hope doesn't happen again.
0: Well, on another another random note, and I guess this is um, before we start getting into our our main topics, but uh, something that we've both noticed uh, when we walk into this studio, which is actually several people's work office, Mm -hmm. something that we had been noticing over the weeks, and it's finally started to die down a little bit, thankfully, there has just been an epidemic of bird deaths that have taken place outside of this office. I don't know what's causing it. I don't know if it's a cat that just has been going haywire. I don't know if if it's the 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 several homeless people that are walking
1: by here. If one of them's just like got a screw loose, dude. It's the it's the Jason Bourne of cats. If it's a cat, because I mean, there are bodies out there. Dude. I mean,
0: we were we were we were legitimately. We walked out one day and we we counted them up, and there was something like. Fourteen or fifteen different oh, dead probably birds on the ground.
1: So I had in pieces, by the way. Yeah, many of them not fully intact. Which, I I know flocks of birds can do weird things. They can fly into office buildings. They can fly. Um, I think actually they can get uh, sort of disoriented when they're in a in a whatever a, a pack. What a flock. It, a flock. Yeah. God damn. You said um, flock earlier. Yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> dude. I told you. Who knows what's going on here but um maybe they flew into the side of the building maybe they flew that straight to the ground wings off though right and so <laughs> i one night we were leaving you had already gotten in your car and i was walking to mine and i saw a couple didn't think anything of it and i kept walking and there's just like more and more and more and uh, i count i mean i counted just in front of me in about a 12 foot radius like 15 to 16 and uh it, yeah dude pretty alarming uh I, I was thought maybe disease or like so they got electrocuted or something. I I really don't want to know. But ever since we brought it up and we've talked about it, weirdly enough, it stopped. Their and not yeah. only are there no new ones, <clears throat> the already dead ones are gone. they they've, true. Been, they've yeah, been disposed I, of. So. Yeah, I think uh, I
0: think they finally disposed of the bodies of the street sweepers or something. But yeah, it was it was an absolutely alarming number of dead. Birds right outside the office. So best case, this place is haunted. Worst case, there is a serial killer on the loose, mm-hmm.
1: and they're they're going to keep showing up. So yeah, and it, it I didn't really patrol the rest of the street, but these were all around our cars, and and especially mine, uh, where I typically park. So this could Someone be was sending us. This could a be lesson. a this could be a message, uh, a cryptic, fucked up message of sorts. That um, I hope I you know don't have to. Meet the person who who did this, but um, or creature, yeah, dude, well, dude, it I, could or, be a chupacabra, or, yeah, spirit, perhaps. I, <laughs> I don't know, man, but uh, yeah, it's stopped for now. So hopefully, they don't resurface.
0: Well, let's uh, let's move into some sports topics. So the first one you had actually thrown this one on the list, and uh, that was the NFL addressing Aaron Rodgers' drug use. Um, for anyone that's unaware, uh, Aaron Rodgers very publicly stated that he had consumed ayahuasca i think it was like a couple pre-seasons ago um Mm -hmm. but he had just talked about it like a few weeks ago and he has said that it made some huge differences in how he processes things he said it's made him mentally sharper he prioritizes things better and it's just been an all-around help for him in his career Mm -hmm. Um, for anyone that doesn't know about ayahuasca it is not like uh, going to take some mushrooms with your buddies or like tripping acid at a Grateful Dead
1: concert. No, it's more of a commitment than that. Yeah, it makes you uh, typically pretty ill. Yeah, and it lasts. It's administered in a in a liquid form. Uh, you have to combine like two different plants. It's some are, sort of yeah, it's, that it's are a, native to
0: the Amazon. It's unique. and then a sol- some sort of solvent. It's usually some high alcohol solvent or I've. I want to say I've seen they even used, it wasn't gasoline, but it was something like along
1: those lines. Yeah, and it's you're, it's sort of a, you have like a shaman uh, of sorts to sort of guide you through the experience and administer you like this weird plant water uh, that just makes you uh, trip dick. Also, uh, typically vomit and diarrhea a lot. Um but I've heard, like, it, it's been attributed to all these, like, people stopping smoking and stopping, like, opioid addiction and, like, uh, all kinds of crazy things. And maybe it's be just because it kicks your ass so bad that you're like, fuck, dude, i gotta ch- I got to change my ways. Maybe it just gives you the Sunday scary so bad. Um, but here's the thing. I, I think psychedelics are awesome, a lot of fun, very cool, and... <laughs> Here's the thing though, the NFL they gotta consider this a PED, dude. Aaron Rodgers, we're talking about maybe the most gifted thrower of the football of all time. And now he's tapping into shit on a whole nother spiritual plane. Yeah, outside of our physical world, knowledge that transcends this planet. Dude, you can't let him have that too. Like he <laughs> might play like he might play till he's sixty and just, you know, it's, I think it's unfair. Um, but no, yeah. In all seriousness, it, it, it was pretty funny that they had to address it, though. Because I didn't
0: even see what they said. I, I think about they
1: it. just put out a statement that was basically like,
0: "We don't condone it, this." Basically,
1: well, I don't. Maybe they mentioned that. I think they were just like, "Look, it's not a substance that we really test for or <laughs> we're not testing foresee for hi- being an issue." Yeah, like <laughs> how many dudes are gonna go out and do this?
0: No one's doing that recreationally. Like, <laughs> like you said, it's it's very much like a planned out trip to Central America, and you're like. Sleeping in a hut and tripping ball sack for like
1: 24 straight hours. You're just pooping in a in a cloth diaper, for like four <laughs> days. Just severely dehydrated and hallucinating. Um, but yeah, man, I I mean, he just won an MVP again, so yeah, something's worth it. There's
0: there's something to it. Yeah, I think there is, and and maybe maybe they do start testing for it. Who knows? How long does it stay in your system? I don't know. Well, yeah. Um, in other NFL news, and this came out a few days ago, so this isn't fresh necessarily, but um, and it's not even news. Oh, it's it's, just, and
1: it's made its rounds.
0: Yes, it has. Um, it's, our been, boy, it's been
1: lampooned many a time.
0: Um, our, our beloved Antonio Brown came out with a statement recently.
1: Clown-tonio. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's a bit of an eye-opener, but and, and it's kind of – it's kind of funny at this point that we're still, like, I, I, acting shocked about anything that he says or does. But this one was, like, it, you kind of, you read it and you're like, dude, there is a serious screw screw loose here. Like, what what is this guy's daily, like, thoughts? Yeah. It, it, apparently was, it's all Antonio Brown. Like, it he just thinks about him constantly.
1: That Vontez Perfect hit, like, really mushed his brain.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah, um, so anyway, he it was funny. He, he posted a screenshot of a quote by him in which he said, my biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet or throwing rocks at that UPS driver, and it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jet stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces.
1: All things that he certainly did.
0: Right, he does not appear to be running from that. Um, my biggest regret.
1: I'm just saying these are not hypotheticals. These are things that this man actually did. Yeah, uh, he, he seems to
0: have left out the uh, some of the more nefarious stuff. With uh, you know, was it a? Mas- it wasn't a massage therapist. It was. I don't. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he like exposed himself to a woman who did not want that. Um,
1: I'd forgotten about that, but clearly that didn't make the list.
0: Anyway, moving on. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for for you all to see something like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks.
1: See, this is what I'm talking about, too, with Aaron Rodgers. like He sees himself... In third person, when playing the game, like he's consumed so much ayahuasca, uh, and Lord knows what other drugs, though not the not the COVID vaccine, he sees himself probably from a press box view. He's so he's so high and tapped into another plane, like that. Maybe that's what AB's missing. Maybe that'll cure whatever's going on with him.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Um,
1: insane quote. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> I mean, you actually have to respect it a little bit. It's like, damn, dude. You, you talk about people who are like, I am my biggest fan. He is his biggest fan. This is
1: a degree of narcissism perhaps never achieved. <laughs> I'm not, like, I've never even heard anyone be so into themselves that are would be like, you know what would be sick? If I could just see me um, like everyone else sees me, holy fuck. I can't imagine and can what we, they get to experience.
0: Can we hone in on the last part? Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks?
1: Both both well-known Red Rocks performers. As if Jesus is just out there singing a ditty? Jesus played rhythm guitar for Skinnard for about a year and a half, and people don't remember, but that, like, that's insane. Jesus at Red Rocks. So when I was a little late on this, and you know how it's been parodied many, many times? Mm-hmm. I thought that that part was... A joke, like I thought that that had been added to his statement. I didn't realize like that was actually part of the quote that he really said. That oh yeah, um, yeah. It, pretty sick. I mean, I, I would have bought, I would have bought tickets for that show, dude. Absolutely, um, he's got. I got a would point. definitely do that before. The more we talk Antonio about Antonio Brown, the more we talk about it. He's right. He's he's got a point.
0: Uh. I mean, listen, Antonio Brown in his prime was absolutely unbelievable. He's yeah. one of the best receivers of all time. Dominant. I mean it's yeah. it you you can argue this or that about who he is as a person, and you can probably make a pretty solid argument that he's a pretty shitty person. But as a football player, when that dude was locked in, he was he was playing a different sport than most everybody else at the wide receiver position. Yeah.
1: Um, and never even got to see himself play.
0: However I think I would rather go see Jesus at Red Rocks than I would Antonio Brown.
1: No fucking doubt, dude.
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely have a lot worse FOMO from one than the other.
1: Um, Jesus could probably shred, dude. He had the hair, first. Absolutely, of all. he had the hair. He had uh, the following. Mm-hmm. He could fucking get a crowd he going. Could,
0: he could sell out a stadium for sure.
1: Yeah, he could. I mean, he could rally the people. Um, And he died young, like all great rock stars. Yeah.
0: I hadn't thought about that.
1: Dude, yeah. He probably, I bet he did shred and (laughs) probably played Red Rocks. Sold the shit out, too. (laughs) Um,
0: All right. (laughs) Moving right along. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. got popped for PEDs. And, um, you know, I know that we had some thoughts on that when it initially came out. Mainly, you know, what the fuck is he doing? He's an idiot. He's Fernando Tatis Do you actually need the extra help? Uh, One could argue, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, But the things that have come out since then have been very interesting. Um, As do all athletes that get popped for PEDs. He he had a very good story for why. And apparently he got ringworm from a dirty razor when he was getting a haircut. And the cream that he put on it contained a, a substance that is not permitted by major league baseball. Mm -hmm. It actually, I was looking into it a little bit more. It acts as an, it, it is an anabolic steroid. Um, essentially what it does is unlike a lot of other anabolic steroids, it, it doesn't basically turn from that steroid into estrogen. So it doesn't have some of the ill effects like balding and, you know, growing breasts and acne and things like that. Um, so
1: well, it's it's also a topical treatment, you know, right? You're, you're not it injecting is, it. Yeah.
0: Well, you can inject it, and that actually, like back in the nineteen sixties or seventies, Germ like the German Olympic team got got busted for uh, they were basically juicing all their their athletes up with this stuff, and they set records that still have not been broken. And what? Hell, if I know, you're asking too many questions. Uh, probably like track and field or something. I don't know.
1: Nah, those records are definitely broken. Um, but uh, yeah, I know. What, what I was going to say, he definitely had an excuse ready, and he got it out there quick. He did. Uh, the problem is, and I imagine what you were about to get to, he got it out a little too quick. Um, maybe you should have thought through it a little better, cause it, 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 and maybe this is where you're going with it. Uh, I, I think I had heard that it, it's a whole different compound, like the form that he is saying he took and the form that they test for. It's not quite the same. Well, Can no, we,
0: it, like th- the component in it that he tested positive for is the same, yeah. Like, and that in theory could show up on a test, but like, was it a trace amount? Was it a large amount? Yeah. That we don't know. Um, and you know, another thing that we do know is that for like three and a half months, Major League Baseball was not testing athletes because they couldn't. There was a lockout, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm sure that steroid use was it, you know at best happening at worst, pervasive during that time frame and there you know there is the thought out there that that could he could if it is a trace amount it could be remnants of when he was doing that but i don't know man either way and i i read an article on this it was in uh san diego's newspaper it was a column and uh basically what the guy said is he's either a complete idiot or a cheater or both but you know if you're if you're applying something to your if you're using anything and you've been paid 300 plus million dollars for your contract you've probably got someone who can like look at things before you take them yeah. and say like hey see this ingredient right here that's a no no mm mhm the other problem that comes up is that that particular compound is not permitted by the FDA, so he it's nothing that he got in the United States. He would basically be saying, "Yeah, this was when uh, I was back in the Dominican Republic or something like that." But he has been rehabbing in the United States since his injury that that, that took him out of last year. Hmm. So it's all a little bit hazy, uh, and you know, I don't I don't think that we'll ever know for sure what happened. Or, you know, if he was injecting this, if he was taking it orally, or if it really was just treating ringworm. Mm-hmm. But it was very preventable, uh, preventable. sorry. And I don't feel sorry for him.
1: Yeah, it, well, you, neither do I, especially given that last bit, um, the fact that he's been here in the States rehabbing, and that's not something that uh, is FDA approved and administered here. Uh, it, it certainly sounds like he's he's making excuses. Again, I guess we won't know, and, you know, it does suck if that's actually what happened. But like you said, dude, if you're that guy with that kind of talent, that kind of standing, like amongst your peers, and that kind of, like, potential uh, to be, like, you know, maybe one of the best of his generation, um, maybe an all-time great. I mean, he's so young, so talented. Given the way Major League Baseball treats Steroids, you know, uh, you know, based on what happened in the, in the nineties and early two thousands mm-hmm. where a number of star players and would be hall of famers were, were caught using steroids and we can go down the rabbit hole. It's really easy to with steroid talk because people are so, uh, you know, divided about it. I, I have no like moral conflict with people using anything to be better at their job, but you've got to know the implications. If you're a major league baseball player and one of the best young players in baseball, like, how that is going to taint your your legacy and like affect you for the rest of your life? I mean, there are got guy, guys who would obviously be first ballot Hall of Famers um, who you know got popped late in their career, um, seemingly using it for like recovery. You know, they were pit, like like Pettit and Clemens and guys who were pitchers, obviously not trying to get big and strong. Um, this is a young, talented dude who already is. He's not like a fringe player trying to stay in the in the no. show. Dude, he's a fucking star, he's a stud. He's one of the most recognized from day one and like I mean you already have enough natural talent that you're one of the highest paid players on earth, and like now you just did the one thing <laughs> that definitely keeps you out of the hall of fame at least for now, the way people view it now um it's crazy like yeah. if he know if he knowingly did it like just man what a, like what a decision,
0: yeah, so um again best case scenario he's just stupid worst case scenario he's even more stupid yeah so um we'll kind of leave it at that and i I think we may continue to see stuff come out about that but as it stands right now it it doesn't seem like that picture is going to get any clearer anytime soon
1: no he's out half a season um
0: no, he's he's suspended the rest of the season and into next
1: season. Half of next season, yeah, is what I meant. To say. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, obviously, is wrapping up soon. But yeah, eighty games, and um, for a team that just traded uh, for Juan Soto, another one of the best young players in baseball, trying to make a push, obviously not going to have uh, Tatis for half <laughs> half of the of next season. So yeah, uh, that fucking sucks. Um, yeah, you got down uh, something about our boy Patty Reed here.
0: Yeah, so let's talk a little bit of golf. We just had a great tournament that wrapped up this weekend, um, the St. Jude uh, FedEx Championship, or actually, I'm sorry, the FedEx St. Jude Championship, and Will Zalatoris won in a, a three-hole playoff. Um, yes. It was actually pretty bad golf to watch uh, as far as, like, shot making goes Mm -hmm. but the drama was just fucking unbelievable and to see will Zalatoris finally get it done uh get his first pga win was really awesome he's come so close several times and even in a few majors um so he finally our neighbor our fellow correct uh, north texan yeah and he took over fellow north texan scotty scheffler's Mm -hmm. uh top spot in the fedex rankings because this was the first um This was the first tournament in the FedEx Championship playoff. Uh, So it was a huge win for him. It was really cool to watch and really happy for him. But immediately after that, um, Patrick Reed decided to show his ugly, stupid head again. And um, he is suing Brandel Chambly and the Golf Channel for $750 million for saying mean things about him. And
1: dude. Yeah. I, that's like 10 times the amount of money he stole from his teammates while in college. Right. That is a huge amount. The but, guy is just such a steaming pile of I, shit. He's, he's, per- he's like probably the most unlikable pro athlete, maybe? Uh He's, He's got some like,
0: competition there, but no, I that mean, okay. That golfer, that was certain.
1: That was probably a stretch. There are a lot of real shit bags out there. Um, we talked about Antonio Brown earlier, but he just he does so many things. And I and do you follow his wife's burner. Honestly. Oh yeah, dude, it's just it's gold, and everybody knows <laughs> it's one of them. Probably. She doesn't even really try to hide it. No, I, people are like, "Oh, nice tweet, Justine." Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're not a big golf fan, uh, maybe you don't give a shit. You probably don't. But just, like, look into some of the stuff Patrick Reed has said and done. He's, I can't imagine he has many close friends on tour. Um, it sounds like he's alienated a lot of his family and people from the past. and um, Just seems like a just a fucking dildo of a guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, for anyone that's not aware of his escapades while he was playing college golf, he was kicked off his original team he was at georgia Georgia. Mm -hmm. and then he went to play at augusta state i think it was maybe yeah um but it was pretty well known that he was a cheater Mm -hmm. guys caught him cheating several times he stole money from his teammates uh when they were out of the locker room he like went through their wallets and stole their money uh i mean if you're to create a list of like worst things you could do to as a teammate that's
1: probably making the top five cheat at your sport steal money from your teammates yeah that's like that's that's. yeah
0: so he comes he comes into the pga tour and everyone's already like fuck this guy and you would think if if you are if you're a self-aware person and you know that you're a piece of shit yeah at least embrace the bad guy image he is so fucking soft Anytime anyone calls him out for anything, he melts down, he throws a fit, and now he's threatening litigation. And it's just, like, you could not create a more hateable type of person than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just crazy that, like, these things just just keep happening, Um, and... I mean, yeah, You want, I wonder how this whole lawsuits thing is going to shake out. Uh, Brand- Brandel Chamblee, it's funny that it's him. Um, I know part of my take of their whole <laughs> thing with him a while back. Yeah. And they like to butcher his name and stuff. Um, I didn't even really know that this had been a, a thing until the lawsuit was announced. Um, and, yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. The guy it just is so unlikable. Um yeah, that's about all I got, dude. He's a fucking douchebag. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, he's
0: a fucking dickhead. And, like, the things that I saw... So the things that I saw in this article that were written in the lawsuit... Um, so he had filed in federal court saying that uh, Chambly and Golf Channel have been misre- misreporting information with falsity and or reckless disregard of the truth in an attempt to destroy his reputation create hate, and a hostile work environment for him, and with the intention to discredit his name and accomplishments.
1: Yeah, it is funny. I mean, you've made a good point. It is funny to be such a fierce defender of your public image when you're such a well-known piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah, dude, if you're that guy, if, uh, someone like that, you got to lean into it. Because right. not only uh, do you look like just an idiot and a hypocrite, kind of, for defending your... your Your stupid actions are going out of your way to defend your good name. Right. Um,
0: So, and so when he was on the PGA tour, he tried to stretch the rules a couple times. He, one of the most notable times being when he was playing out of a bunker, and in golf, you cannot ground your club when you're in a bunker or it's a two stroke penalty. mm -hmm. And he, like, was raking the sand with his club essentially. Um, doing something completely illegal just blade, because blade he was yeah. he was out of eye shot at the particular time. He never was penalized for that. And there have just been several times where he's tried to take drops or do certain things, and tour officials have been like, no, you can't do that. And he always throws a fit afterwards. But here's the thing that really drives me insane is, like, one of the main things listed in this lawsuit was a quote by Chambly when he said so uh, Patrick Reed left the tour for the live tour um, and Chambly said when I hear these players say that they are growing the game it makes me want to puke they're destroying the game and they're destroying their reputations that was quoted in in this lawsuit and it's like that he doesn't mention you by name at all no so
1: grow up and, he, and, he and that, get over it. And he it. didn't accuse him of anything in that statement. No. That's not, I mean, that's that, That's like far too vague to, to hold up, I would imagine.
0: So what they're claiming is that he has suffered more than just a hostile work environment. He's also lost out on, quote-unquote, multiple multi-million dollar sponsorship deals as a result of the continuous harm that Brandel Chamley yes, and NBC's Golf Channel has inflicted and continue to inflict upon Mr. Reed with defamatory publications that are false and or made with a reckless disregard for the truth.
1: Yes, this is solely because of Brandel that nobody right. wants to, to partner it, with it Patrick Reed.
0: It can't just be because no one wants to tie their name to you because you're a piece of shit.
1: No, no. this no. He was single-handedly ruined by Brandel Chamley.
0: Yeah, I could go on for hours on this
1: guy. I I, I got to – well, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I probably still like uh, dislike Bryson more just because of his stupid face, um, and the dumb hats, and the and the slow pace of play, and everything. Like I, he probably still rubs me the wrong way more. Um, but at least he's not suing people for making fun of him, you know. Or and and Brando's not even making he, fun of him. Okay, has he? I don't know that he's filed, filed any lawsuits.
0: I think he might have been tied to the lawsuit against the PGA Tour, but that's that's basically what they're trying to do is be able to have their cake and eat it too. They Mm. want to be able to play on the PGA tour and play and live golf events. So so slightly different, but I, and I actually, I'm not, I'm not aware if he was on that lawsuit or not, but anyway, um, to move on past golf, um, you had another note in here, and this one is is really awesome. And and this kind of ties back into some of the NIL talk that we've had on previous episodes, but, um, Go ahead and fill us in on uh, our boy DeColdis Crawford.
1: Yes. uh, Many of you will remember. Uh, Perhaps you've forgotten, and this is a great reminder, but there's a young man um, named, and and this is his birth name, Uh, his name is DeColdis to ever do it, Crawford. uh, He made his rounds on the Internet years ago, I think, as he was being recruited out of high school. Um, I, I am actually about to look up this. He got an NIL deal. Um and I believe it was with a heating and cooling company. I have actually not yet watched the video. I was gonna play it, um, and and see how it goes. But I it's been getting a lot of traction. Uh, his name is incredible, and apparently the commercial is really good too. And you see if you can find it. Is he in Nebraska? Where where does? Oh. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell. It, it it does appear to be
0: some sort of red team uh, based on the picture that I'm seeing here. But it's with yep, SOS Heating and Cooling.
1: Yes, he's a Nebraska wide receiver. Um, and apparently it's a phenomenal ad. Um, maybe just the most appropriate, best, um, <laughs> I guess just – most resourceful job. By you can't do better than this as far as an NIL deal goes. You literally cannot do better than a heating and cooling company using a man named the coldest for for your ad. Like that, literally, that's the best it's ever gonna get. We're in the second year of NIL, um, but if you've got the video,
0: I, I don't have the video. Okay, I just I, have a screenshot. Okay,
1: I think I've I've so got good, it here. is I'm always the coldest. Hey, this is Dakotas Crawford, ride receiver from Louisiana, now playing in Lincoln. When your AC is not Dakotas, you call SOS Heating and the Cooling. Their ticks don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition Guaranteed. Take it from Dakotas. We will keep you cool this SOS. Oh, that's amazing. That is just outstanding. I am Dakota Crawford. His Louisiana accent, dude. And I just unbelievable um rac isn't decoldest <laughs> <laughs> that's it dude there they're don't even never... have to make a pun out of it no like... it was there he was born for it dude there were <laughs> i mean it's not a coincidence that the nil was just passed last year like they i think somebody was working behind the scenes to get it done for decoldest uh to have as they should to have this opportunity i mean just on un, unreal dude yeah
0: that's pretty amazing um you know the only other one I guess that competes with that, and it's not his his given birth name, but Kool Aid Mckinstry's Kool Aid deal. Uh, Kool Aid yeah. deal obviously makes sense, and it was really funny to see him and the Kool Aid account like switch Twitter profiles for a day. Yeah, um, but
1: yeah, NIL is fucking awesome, man. Like, it, there's just so much good stuff that's coming out of it. Um, it's only gonna get better, but I can't imagine it gets much better than Dakolus Crawford. Well, it can't get better than that, um, but... We're going to see more and more
0: of oh, yeah. shit like that, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that that pretty much wraps up sports talk, so let's move on to some of our wacky news articles. And shocker of the day, North Texas remains in the spotlight, and crazy shit keeps happening... What do you know? ...in North Texas. Probably didn't have anything to do with the dead birds outside. Probably not. But uh, this is a bit of a happy story. Uh, not really but it made me happy to read it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, There was a Texas man who was convicted of child sexual assault on minors between the age of 14 and 17. And that
1: just put a smile right on your face. That sure didn't. But
0: what happened after his conviction sure made me say, that's great. Um, So this guy, what was his name? Edward LeClaire. He's 57 years old. Um, He was basically convicted in court. He took out a bottle of some sort of cloudy yet clear substance. He chugged it, um, started throwing up, got taken to the hospital in a gurney, and that piece of shit died. So, you know, good.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see. LeClaire, I mean, it's a, it's, a bit of, it's, a,
0: it's a bit of a bitch move. Oh,
1: he's a corporate recruiter. Oh, yeah. no.
0: It's a bit um, of a bitch move to, to take yourself out like that instead of actually facing your consequences. But yeah, because that that's is,
1: a much, much easier—I mean, you're let off the hook if you get to avoid spending the rest of your sure. life in prison. Which, which? The way
0: that I choose to look at it, though, is that's one less scumbag on this earth.
1: Oh, agreed. I yeah. mean, yeah. I and mean, I'm glad
0: he went out miserable. Yeah. That nah. sounds like a fucking miserable way to die.
1: Uh, probably very—I mean, I'm getting, maybe it was cyanide, uh, you know, something of the like— I doubt uh, but it. i can't ab- i, I you don't doubt it i doubt it was cyanide um that's pretty common it it well i don't know how much cyanide is in circulation these days i mean you can extract it i think from a number of different things oh well um, i could be wrong then i know like apple seeds have cyanide like i don't know i don't know how much you'd have to to procure to kill yourself, but um, I know this happens with a lot of people who are convicted that kill themselves in the courtroom. They t- i anyway. I don't know what he took, um, but yeah, hopefully it was painful, uh, and and that guy had a had a rough last few minutes. Although, um, yeah, I tend to agree with you. Um, spending your life in in a concrete box and probably getting your fair share of abuse in prison. Uh, you know, I guess there's conflicted feelings on that, but. Uh, I always feel like murdering people, the death penalty, like just kind of lets people off the hook. <laughs> like, you know, you're just like you you're dodging, um, you, you know, yeah. sitting in, mean, in, in, in solitary the rest of your life. And, you
0: can certainly mm-hmm. make that argument. Um, it's also just super expensive on on taxpayers. On taxpayers yeah. Like each I, I, I forget what the numbers are, but like it's a shockingly high amount of money that is spent on prisoners Mm -hmm. uh like per capita um so hey that's that's somebody that we don't have to worry about he took care of the the job himself and like you said i hope it was miserable
1: but yet another uh bizarre occurrence here in in our neck of the woods no kidding so speaking of bizarre
0: um here's one that, that caught my attention so uh tiktok it's the, the worst plague that has been unleashed on this world in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we literally just dealt with what, what could be considered a plague. And we're still... F-
1: what was most definitely a plague?
0: <laughs> and and I, I still think TikTok may be worse. Um, and and this, this story really just drives that home. Uh, there's all sorts of different trends that pop up on TikTok, and they're all unbearable. But this one was especially bad. Um, here's the headline... This is on insider.com. TikTok users are vabbing. What is vabbing, you ask?
1: Exactly what you think it is.
0: Wearing their vaginal juices as perfume to activate their natural attraction. Mhm. A scientist says that makes no sense. No shit.
1: The scientist is a dork, dude. <laughs> just just say you've never gotten laid. Go on.
0: But but yeah, I mean this is this is one of those instances where, where one person out there does something fucking stupid and they say to everybody else, no, trust me, this works. And everyone starts trying it. It's
1: not just one person, though. In, in the article, uh, th- there was one TikTok user who who got this uh, like hashtag uh, rolling okay. or whatever. But apparently it's been... Uh, it, in August 2019, Refin- Refinery29 published uh, an expert from sexologist... Shan Boudrum's book The Game of Desire where she recommended vabbing and shared her personal experience saying she's done it for 15 years um, she later talked about how the technique on the late night sh- she later talked about it on a late night show and a podcast as well um, and I'll, i maybe this was what two years ago maybe 2020 Gwyneth Paltrow came out with a with a puss candle where she was gonna well yeah distribute she, it a candle was, it was called like her like, vagina
0: this candle smells like my vagina I have not mm-hmm. I never really gathered if she was, like, intentionally trying to make it smell like vagina I or think if that it, was just, like, kind of a an attention
1: getter. I think it was fresh linen and queef. I, mean, the, <laughs> I still have it. Um, yeah, it's a... You know what? Like, it, I, I'm all for, like, you know, just people having weird things and, and doing weird shit and really experimenting. Um, and especially, like, you know, with, with I guess, sexuality. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, like it's 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 a little weird. And here's, as here's you said. Here's the thing:
0: is you can definitely convince some people that that's a real thing because there's no way to tell. You could just be an attractive person, and people are attracted to you because you're attractive. Mm-hmm. And, or you have just and, that- and you can say, "Hey, like." I'm, I'm rubbing pussy juice on me, and now people are attracted to me. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, "Oh, duh, well, really? Okay, I'm gonna try that too. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Maybe the you funny thing is the
0: science doesn't appear to point to that being a real thing because we're not a bunch of dumb apes anymore. We're human beings and we don't get attracted to pheromones quite that same way. Yeah. So
1: I'm no so, I mean I haven't done many studies.
0: So public service announcement, try using regular, cologne or or perfume and um you have a much higher likelihood of attracting a mate
1: yeah and you know it probably depends on on uh on how that thing's smelling um (laughs) you know if we're being honest I guess and and all you know everybody's a little different um you know it's yeah I mean we definitely there is science like uh when you sweat you know like uh you you tend to like gain a deeper bond. Like this has been proven like to your partner when you're like working out together or working outside or doing something because when you sweat, you release a pheromone that, that your partner picks up and um there like, yeah, there's definitely still some primal lizard brain stuff going us going on with us and smell. I mean, smell is a crazy sense, you know, it's most associated with memory. Um, it's like, you know, one of our, I, I don't even know what I'm getting at. Um, <laughs> But, dude, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna knock it till I try it. That said, probably not gonna rub rub my ball sack residue around my neck, um, no. you know, before going out or something. Um, that again, I, ha- I haven't really tried it. So, well, I mean, at, and at the same time, we're not exactly trying to attract a mate at
0: this point. So, no, no, that's true. So here's the deal: anybody that's single out there, go ahead and, and do some science. Mm-hmm. Do a little science. And get back to us.
1: Yes, this needs to be... Peer- I'm almost sure the results are not going to go in your favor. Yeah, I mean, arguably the most uh, important step in the scientific method is peer review. Um, True. We need to know, you know, if this holds up. Um, and that means it's it's up to you all listening to this um, to, so s- we need to give a, it a we, shot.
0: We need a control. We need people that are still wearing regular cologne and or perfume uh-huh. um, that are also doing that. Um, and we need people who are only using their Mm
1: -hmm. juices Mm -hmm.
0: so to speak uh we we need to be able to 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 you know we we need some people that look somewhat similar they're on they're on the same attractiveness scale Mm -hmm. uh and yeah let's let's
1: really get into this yeah we need you to to outward uh to actively pursue people in person um, I guess it, it can Tinder and
0: Bumble do not count
1: Well it can originate there but there has to be an in-person interaction of sorts um, You'll then you know, record how well the interaction goes and how attracted you feel the person was to you uh, and then we can really find out if this is true or not. I know we're skeptical I have a feeling though um, that, that they're onto something here and we can move away from it now but um, <laughs> pretty fascinating shit What do you say we talk about fecal fountains? Yeah dude I was waiting for you to, to ask me that so, yeah, so yeah, um, gladly,
0: let's talk about fecal fountains. And if you're wondering what a fecal fountain is, no, that is not
1: someone after eating uh, Taco Bell. It's also not something to um, substitute as cologne or perfume. Very true. Yes, that
0: will not work 100. That um, that's that's been proven. But the CDC is warning of diarrheal outbreaks linked to poopy splash pads. Um, Essentially, if you have been anywhere in the south or anywhere where it gets hot during the summer, mm-hmm. you have seen these these splash pads. They're basically just fountains that come right up out of the ground. They blast water up in the air, there are children running through it, you know, what have you. And it turns out those are not very sanitary. Shocker to no one. But here's the thing. So if you want to have a pool, a public pool. Um, In the United States, you are held to a certain standard of making sure that that water is chemically treated Mm -hmm. and that anything like uh, fecal matter is filtered out. Um, You don't have to do that with splash pads because they're technically not standing water. Mm -hmm. Though they are. Well, they're not treated as if they're standing water. Agreed.
1: I liked liked the statement that was – right after that i guess it was uh, splash pads do not always meet the local state territorial or tribal definition of an aquatic venue i'd like to know the tribal definition of an aquatic venue myself that that kind of stuck out
0: to me as well mm-hmm. i imagine they're pretty stringent on that
1: oh yeah i i think their their venues are much more <laughs> uh, uh up to date with regulations
0: So that was the warning from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, at least. This week, the agency published a report outlining two gastrointestinal outbreaks linked to a single recreational splash pad in Kansas. The two outbreaks, which occurred days apart in June, 2021, involved two different pathogens, um, Shigella bacteria and neurovirus, and collectively sickened at least 27 people. Although some circumstances are specific to that particular splash pad in Kansas, the outbreaks highlight the common risk of such facilities, which are often
1: unregulated. Um, I gotta point out too, the uh, the photo uh, cover photo for this article is is a little girl just just, guzzling, just guzzling fountain water, water, dude. She's gargling it. It's like she definitely she she shit like she got Ebola the next day, dude. She consumes so much fecal matter.
0: Dude, yeah, that's that's rough. Um, yeah, so in other words, the water spurting out of those enticing jets could have been filtered through a poopy swim diaper rather than a proper sanitation system. That's so
1: true. Dude. This isn't
0: just a horrifying hypothetical, but a revolting reality.
1: Well, you think about how many how many like not yet potty trained kids are just just sitting down just with with a poop. Just a poo-filled diaper just, like, ass to the ground uh, as flowing water just well, runs there. The yeah.
0: CDC spoke to that. Um, they have tallied a number of such outbreaks over the years and listed the risks for more. The most obvious is that small children generally have poor hygiene and <laughs> toileting skills and relish sitting and standing on jets, which, as the CDC warns bluntly, can rinse poop off your butt.
1: They're disgusting, dude. Yeah, they're just <laughs> playing around in a, in a little bidet puddle. And then just drinking it, <laughs> just sloshing it around. It's just circulating. It's oh, not going dude, through yeah. any sort it's of a, filter. It's a bidet and There's water There's no Brita found. filter under these splash nah, pads. No. Like, nothing. Same reservoir. The water's going <laughs> up the ass and the mouth. God, Dude. I'm not gonna lie. I've I have walked by these splash pads
0: and thought, man, it'd be pretty fun to run through that again. Dude, like, yeah,
1: I haven't played in one in I, years, but I'm it's tempted, been so long. I'm tempted every time. I,
0: never again. Yeah. Never again. I don't care if I go back to Tuscaloosa, and it's the ones that are like um, by the fur by yeah, the fur on fir campus. Yeah. dude. I, no, no, thank you. I don't want to know. God knows what's in how those many Moe's burritos. Aftermath is in that, dude, and and whatever else. So, yeah. Another public service announcement. Stay the fuck off those splash pads and keep your children and pets off them as well.
1: Yeah, dude. I'll have to fucking take what Fernando Tatis took to get rid of that shit. Absolutely.
0: Um,
1: you you threw another one
0: on mm-hmm. here, which is uh, simulation theory. <clears throat> I don't know where we're going with this.
1: Yep, neither do I. Um, All right, let's get into it. It, it. I don't know if you listen to... Uh, Today's part of my take with Drusillo, but he mentioned... I got into it a little bit. I haven't listened to the whole thing. He mentioned a thing that happened to him, and it's, it's, it's something I know a lot of people experience. Uh, I, I don't know that there's like a single word or phrase for it, um, but it's something that like I, that really came to my attention a few years ago, and the more I talk about it, I feel like it gets more common. Um, and then today, they were talking about it on that episode. Uh, he was basically saying that he like recently was learning to play guitar, and there's this guy who does a unique style of like finger picking that he's like really into and he's trying to learn. And then completely unrelated, he started reading a book about Led Zeppelin and it turns out Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin's guitarist was obsessed with this guy. Okay. And he was just like, that was very weird. Like I had never heard of this guy until recently. I've been like really, really obsessed with his stuff. And then like out of the blue, I've never seen his name before. And then I start reading this book and, and like, it's, He's mentioned in this book. And this is, like... This has happened to me more and more, and, like, it it can't even be explained by, like, targeted advertisements, where, I've like, we've known this has been going on for a long time. If I start talking to you about buying a new pair of Nikes, I'm going to get on Instagram tonight and see ads for Nikes. And, like, I'm not talking about our phone microphones picking up what we say and using it for targeted advertisements. I'm talking about when, like... I'm reading or listening to something like very obscure. I'm reading about like underwater welding and I'm not talking about it. I, I, I'm just reading about it or I see something about it, like mm-hmm. some obscure, very specific thing, not the MLB trade deadline or something everyone's already talking about. And then. Like I go to hang out with you a few days later, and you're like, "Dude, you know what's wild? Underwater welding. Like, so like something that we didn't discuss. There's no way you knew that I had like b- just been talking about it. And that's just one weird example. Sure. Um, that's happened to me so often, like over the last few years. I feel like it's gotten more and more common, and I can't explain it. Like, there's no way. And uh, it's just one of those things where, like, I will discover a topic or a person or a thing that I had never heard about before and then it will come across me uh, through other means like completely unrelated and I imagine like that happens to you I know a lot of people talk about it
0: yeah I I definitely experience that as well and I would say when it happens to me the most it's, it's not really the same thing but it's kind of along similar lines where I'll have a random song that like pops into my head and it's from like such a long time ago i haven't heard this song since i was like six years old and it's just like my brain works really weird like that where i'll just have a song that just pops into my head i haven't heard it in years and years Mm -hmm. and almost without without a doubt i'm going i'm going to hear that not looking it up myself i'm going to hear it on the radio or playing from someone else's car or something within the next few days if not hours I, again, I can't explain that, but it's, so it's not the same thing, but it's along similar lines, but I've definitely experienced the same thing that you're talking about too. And like you, I don't have like a specific example that I can point to, but Uh, yeah, that's a very real thing.
1: Dude, I remember the first time it ever happened. Uh, I was at the beach with my family and I was like maybe 10 or 12 and my cousin, we'd like sat down in a restaurant, satin, satin, we had satin (laughs) on satin. Um, and we had sat down we were seated uh, at a restaurant and uh, you know they were playing music kind of quietly like uh, whatever and uh, my cousin was singing not along to the song but he was he was singing Celebration and he was just like celebrate good times come on and that was stuck in his head for whatever reason I swear to god the next song that ca- it was not on when he sang it and yeah. the very next song that came on was Celebration and we just like it was the weirdest thing that had ever <laughs> happened to me. And, like, that type shit just happens more. The more I talk about it, the more it happens. Yeah. It's so weird. And now, like, uh, I hear people talking about that exact, like, phenomenon. And, again, I don't know if it's got a name. Um, but, dude, I again, you know, the simulation theory is pretty fascinating. Um who the fuck knows what's going on in this world? Uh, but that's just one that that always like freaks me out and fascinates me every time that happens. And again, it's happening like more and more. It seems like. Yeah, dude i I definitely
0: feel that. And i is is that so? Has simulation theory been like the term that's
1: been applied to that? Is it- I don't I don't know I, when that happens, and I hear people talk about that type thing. They mm-hmm. always attribute it like they always say it's a glitch in the simulation. Which oh, okay. is like, you know, when, yeah. when weird shit like that happens, like the fact that you, Nate, and your your now wife, Mary, live next to a couple also named Nate and Mary, like, I know those are common names, but like, that seems like a glitch in the simulation, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And I get, like, I just, I hear Someone's people...
0: Someone's Sims game got really fucked up. Yeah,
1: they're like, oh shit, I put them side by side, they're gonna know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was just a weird thing I had heard today, and it, it, like, reminded me that this is a thing that happens to me all the time, I just... Thought it was worth bringing up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a that was a fun little uh, a fun little dive into some some unknown there. Um, all right, well, that, what do you say we just capped this off with our favorite subreddit today? I fucked up. Uh, I found a really good one today, and it was in a very strange format. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's just see here. So this is a 19 year old male, um, and he said today I fucked up my entire night. So, oh, no. and, and let me just show you this format. This is, this is very strange. Um, it's not a bulleted list. It is a number. It is numbered. It is a numbered list of, of things that happened. So, um, but it is, it is good. Um, so here we go. First throwaway account I've ever created. Never thought I'd need one until now. I'm a 19 year old guy and what I'm about to share happened two nights ago. I'm not good at writing stories like most of the people who share their experiences on the sub, so I've taken a page out of the Green Text Handbook and listed the events. One, girl on Tinder invited me to her house. Two, sex was implied.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Three, I've never had sex. I will not continue to number these.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I asked my roommate for advice. Roommate suggested I smoke weed before meeting Tinder Girl. I said, okay. Roommate realized he was out of weed and made a new suggestion: shrooms. Uh, I said I've I've never had shrooms and asked if it was safe. Roommate said, <laughs> oh, "Oh no, safe as long as you're not chronically depressed or some shit." And advised me to eat the shrooms with a chocolate bar to, ma- to mask the bad taste.
1: Roommate, clearly not a doctor or shaman.
0: Clearly a 19-year-old male. Yeah, fucking who's, idiot
1: who's so high, unbelievably
0: high. Um, I said I didn't think I was depressed, but that might change once the night was over. Roommate supplied me with two grams of shrooms, which was mild, according to him. Yeah, this roommate is super fucking high all the time. Yeah. Two grams of shrooms is not like a... That's significant. That's not a microdose. Yeah. Um, I ate the shrooms with an orange and booked an Uber to, make, uh, to take me to Tender Girl's house. Uh, and here's where it starts getting fun. Uber driver's head was bigger than any human head I've ever seen, but it was too soon to confirm if I was experiencing shroom vision or meeting an Uber driver who happened to have a really big head. Uber driver's massive head was even bigger by the time we got to my destination.
1: It had grown.
0: I was indeed shroom vision. Mm -hmm. The moment I saw a tender girl in person, I noticed she was pregnant. Six months and 22 days pregnant based on the details she provided before inviting me into her house. Tender girl apologized for not telling me about the pregnancy, but assured me that that uh, the dad was no longer in the picture and that sex was super healthy for unborn babies. Hell yeah! I said I, <laughs> I said I always wanted to have a threesome and laughed hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand what was so funny, but I was unable to stop laughing.
1: And va- and and as we know, vabbing while pregnant. <laughs> Is especially effective. I'm sure she employed it. Oh, definitely.
0: Tender Girl gave me a glass of water and asked if I wanted to sit down. I sat down on the carpet and noticed a handbag with a bird on it. I realized that if I concentrated on the bird, I could see it moving in slow motion towards the corner of the handbag. I have no idea how long I was staring at the bird, but at some point, Tender Girl managed to contact one of her neighbors, without me knowing, to come and escort me out of her house because my presence was making her uncomfortable. I walked home in the middle of the night because I was afraid I would end up with another big-headed Uber driver. I got home with my virginity still intact, wondering what would have happened if that bird made it to the end of the handbag. Next time, no drugs.
1: Definitely Man. could have gone worse. Could have gone way worse. It, it it could have. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly could have.
0: I'll be uh, honest. I You think could have slept with a six-month six month pregnant tender. And match. had
1: he been sober, he probably would have.
0: You know? He was a virgin. I, yeah. I, um, that would that would be a hell of a first experience.
1: Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty sick, pretty cool story to tell. <laughs> um, but the fact I think like, you know I I've, I've taken a good bit of psychedelics in my day, and there when something like that happens, like just any awkward situation um, that you're put in in the moment is terrifying. It's like really because. You get you don't handle things as well. You don't roll with the punches very well when you are tripping tanked. No. But like in retrospect, that's a hilarious story. Like that yeah, that makes that makes for like yeah. I mean, had he been sober and not stared at that handbag, like yeah. Again, what if he would just would have made small talk and like <laughs> if been trapped there and you know maybe had sex with her? Um, who knows? Instead. He got escorted off the premises by a <laughs> by, by a, a third neighbor. party, a fourth party. I guess you're counting the kid. The like <laughs> an outside <laughs> presence had to come and and make him leave the house. He was my man was so high, he was, he was just looking at the ground. Um, I just I here's his roommate hates him. No, and that's, that, the, that's, the, room, that's the only explanation here. He either hates him or. He is going through that thing where a lot of 19-year-old guys do, where, like, they, you start doing a lot of drugs and just, like, think you're enlightened and, like, start doling out bad s- advice unsolicited. And, like, dude, a- again, as someone who's tripped... We're good. Was that just her leaving, you think? Probably. That was... Sorry, we just had a, a, s- a small earthquake here in the building. <laughs> I think the front door was shutting. Hopefully someone's not uh, coming to kill us. Um that really threw me off. I totally forgot what I was saying now. But, oh, yeah, if you're if you're somebody who has taken psychedelics before and you know what they do and you recommend them to someone who's never taken them
0: before who, a first like, date, who's going
1: to meet someone for the first time, like you're not just hanging out with buddies, like chilling and giggling all night. You're going on a date.
0: Like, oh, no, and you've yeah. got
1: to act like a normal person. It gets worse though because it wasn't a date. It was. It was, it was a hookup. It, yes, it was yeah. a
0: hookup situation where you've got a virgin. He's losing who, who a you know, it. A monument moment. Who you know is a virgin. Yeah. Who's already mind racing? Like, holy shit, is this gonna be the night? How's it gonna go? Yeah. And you're like, dude, you know what you need? Magic mushrooms. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah, that roommate uh, I'd like to meet that guy and talk to him for a moment, just hear his thoughts, just pick his brain a bit on, on some things. I I want to know everything that he has an opinion on. I also want to meet the lady who who neglects to mention that she is is very pregnant, not just <laughs> she's like I'm near, nearly third trimester pregnant. She's almost got like a full kid in there and just didn't mention it until the guy showed up. Jeez. There's is probably enough people who are into that that you can just disclose it up front. Of course, and, and especially on Tinder. Yeah. If nowhere else, There's especially on Tinder. I, I know and maybe have far weirder kinks. Like, there are <laughs> there are stranger things than one to hook up with a pregnant lady. Um, but, yeah, totally. I mean, the story's hilarious on many fronts. The roommate, uh, the late. I mean, yeah, I want to meet, like, everyone involved in this story. Yeah, um...
0: And, and the more you unwrap it, and the more you just really think about it, the, the crazier it actually gets.
1: Um, yeah. Picture
0: yourself. Um, picture yourself it, in that situation. It, from either perspective. Yeah. Imagine you're a six month pregnant woman, and this guy. Just trying guy, to get some. Just trying to get and, some done and, yeah. and this guy shows up. His pupils look like black holes. And you're like, huh? That's interesting. And then he just he, he laughs hysterically at his own joke. To the point he cannot stop laughing. And when he finally stops laughing, he's just staring off into the ether. (laughs) Watching the
1: bird on your purse fly away. He's just just counting his fingers. Um, (laughs) Dude, I mean, I I, I vividly remember the first time I did mushrooms. And I cannot imagine, like, trying to, uh, you know, have a romantic encounter or much less even meet someone new you know uh yeah man um because once you know like once you've taken mushrooms and acid and like or you know you had a good time you kind of know from there on out like everything's cool you're just kind of high right now like everything's not as weird as it seems if you've never done it before you don't know like that's just your reality right. for the time it's, being it's like just
0: a, a completely altered reality and you know when i was in college i'd I experimented with some things. I did some silly shit. And I, I do remember the first time that I ever took mushrooms. And it was on bid day. Um, and bid day at Alabama. Everyone's very aware of what that's like. Uh, everyone's drunk as shit. And they're watching so girls. So are their parents. And they're watching shit. girls in essentially the American version of Running of the Bulls. Um, and, you know, they go and they they meet their, their big and they go get. Hammered And everyone in the city of Tuscaloosa is just hammered. Well, me and some buddies decided, well, perfect day to, to trip mushrooms. And we did not take place in any of those festivities. But one of our buddies decided, hey. You fucked a couple pregnant chicks is what you did. No, I sure did not. Um, but one of my buddies goes, hey, um, this, this unnamed group of friends just got back from... Uh, from bid day and they said we should come over and I'm thinking to myself no I just had a life changing experience eating cereal Um, I just watched ants for 30 minutes probably not but we did anyway and we walked into this house full of blackout 19 20 year old dudes and they're all like Oh, uh, dude, what's it like? How you feel right now? What, what's going on in your brain? And I'm like, I was, I literally, I, I looked at one of the guys. I was like, shit's just like, and I, I was just like making hand motions. I was just like,
1: shit's just like, yeah. Uh.
0: And I, I turned to my dude. Buddy, why are
1: you staring at my handbag?
0: <laughs> I turned to my buddy, and he looks over at me. He's the one that brought us into this shitty situation. He looks at me, and I think we were both probably just wearing like. Who oh. was this, by the way? Uh, this was Madison. Oh, okay and I, I think that we were both looking at each other with a similar look of like almost panic where it's like what the fuck are we doing here? And we locked eyes and I went like you know kind of motion with my head and we just walked out without saying anything. <laughs> we just left you, and you, um, you dual Irish goodbye. But yeah, so that was that was dealing with people that we actually knew um,
1: a Dublin goodbye.
0: But, yeah, that really speaks to, like, when you're on that certain – when you're on a brand-new wavelength that you've never been on before, the last thing you need is for things to be introduced that are so unfamiliar to you and, like, so just out of your realm of comfort. And uh, I would say trying to lose your virginity certainly uh, qualifies there.
1: Dude, the first time I ate mushrooms, I, I think I ate an eighth, um, about three, 3 and a half grams. And, um, was having a good old day, just chilling, just smoking weed, smoking cigarettes. Um, I was at your neighbor's house at the retreat. You may have even been there, come by at one point. Pretty, pretty fuzzy day as I look back on it. Um, they had like black, you know, they had like their window covered up. It was like blacked out in the living room. We were watching the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody was just, just into it, just chilling. Well, it's time to go smoke a cigarette, and it was so dark in that room that I'd forgotten it was daytime, and oh, so. No. We walk outside and the sunlight's just like, whoo, just fucking, just, if you walk, if you change, like, if you transition from an inside to outside space when you're tripping balls, like it can be, it can be a lot. It can be pretty yeah. cool. And so I walked outside and I was like, oh, fuck, it's still daytime. That's crazy. And then we smoke a cigarette, go back inside. We're watching the movie, hanging out, just chilling. Um. You know, an hour or two, whatever. Time goes by. It's time to smoke another cigarette. So we go outside, and as we're walking outside, I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, it's still daytime. You know, it's like it's dark in here, but it's daytime outside. This time we open the door, and it's dark outside. And I was oh, like, no. I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so fucking disoriented and thrown <laughs> off, dude. I was like, I have no perception of time and space. Like I am just. I am just riding it out. Like, it was it was a wacky experience.
0: Man, um, I feel like we could do an entire podcast of just, like, the dumb shit and, like, some of the experiences that we had in college. And I, I feel like a lot of people would probably relate to a good bit of it. But, um, yeah, man, um, that poor 19-year-old kid.
1: Yeah, um, probably don't listen to your dumb roommate anymore, buddy. Yeah, probably actively, like, just <laughs> swear off anything he ever says moving forward.
0: Yeah, just do the opposite what that guy says but um before we go down too much more of a rabbit hole um i think we should go ahead and cut it off we're about an hour and almost 10 minutes in so um i think that that concludes another episode of the break room boys and uh yeah hope everybody has a great weekend and we will talk to y'all next week